All right, so this morning we're looking at James. Um, I got a little bit of a two-part here, kind of explain how we got there. Do I need to step back a little bit, or I feel like I'm echoing somewhere? Is that coming across that way, or is it just me? <laughs> okay, I'll just hear my voice up here. Um, the, this past January, we went to an uh, Irish preacher's conference. Um, uh, Andrew invited several of us that, were, that have been preaching here. Um, to come join them um, to this event. And uh, I didn't know exactly what to expect, but except it's supposed to be preaching. Uh, and it's actually, it was a really amazing event. It's made for all levels, uh, of, of if you're just an occasional preaching or if you're full-time. It's also made, uh, the intention is really for, not about the finesse of preaching, or like the delivery, but really about God's word. Getting into the scripture, taking that, and then putting that in a form, you know, making sure you're communicating accurately. And the way they did this was they did through small groups. So we all got divided up to about five or six people per group. And there's a little over a hundred people at this event. Um, And they assigned us weeks in advance uh, a section of the Bible, so the group that I was in was James, was the book of James. So I'm going to give you preaching from book of James because that's where I got to study from. Uh, and they gave us a passage and said, all right, put together a seven minute sermon. That was OK for me because I am I'm not a preacher. I think I did it like in five and a half minutes. Some of the other guys, they never made it through their sermon because they were full time preachers. <laughs> they kept going. But the. Uh, but what I found really neat about the event is it wasn't lecture and it wasn't tips. It was actually Bible study. It was sitting down multiple hours through this long weekend, um, going from the beginning of the book to the end of the book. Now, we each had our section that we had been assigned. So we were supposed to, of course, speak up and kind of kind of deliver on that part. But it really was digging in. And it was really neat to to see witness other people digging in and figuring out how they want to communicate and what they see coming out of the scriptures and what does that mean to them. And one of the things I noticed, um, because we, we did have like a key speaker who would share as well, and he was sharing from his own life um, over the years. And what really came out as, as you spent time through the Bible study and then talking with people here and there is that there really is a passion, and there really is a personal thing going on. Uh, and so it kind of gave me a different angle on, like, Andrew, uh, for example, that, hey, when you're hearing that, that word coming out, it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not just an academic study. You know, it's something that went through somebody's heart to come back out the other way. Um, and they're taking a piece of that and trying to share that with you in the way that, the way that God's been talking uh, and it was just really inspiring to be able to, to see that. Um, so I got to really witness that that passion there. Um, so back with James, I thought that James. So at, there were some. We had some choices of what books to pick. Um, I, I, I elected for James. I thought, all right, it's a straightforward. It is shorter. Um, 
you know, I, I can be able to focus on this and do whatever else I need to do. But one thing that came out in the, in the Bible study is there, there are certain people, I would say, in, in, in kind of like the body of God, the, the church, that have like the James personality. And these are the ones that seem to kind of look at a situation and they clear away all the muck and tell you exactly what you need, what needs to be heard, what the truth of the matter is. And, and then they go on and they, and they say, this is what you, what you got to do. And, you know, oh, you're you. And we'll get into some of the pieces, you know, and, and oh, you're facing trials. All right. Mature up. <laughs> the. And there's a maturity process going on here, and that's what we're going to talk about in a bit. But it's, but it's rather straightforward. Um, so just just a reminder that some people, there's some people like that in the body that act like, like, like James, that are able to kind of take a complex life situation and kind of really cut through and say, this is what you need to be focusing on. This is what you need to do. Um, so if you run across those people, thank them. Because um, they help provide direction a lot of times to the rest of us. Um, all right. So let's dig into this. Um, all right, let's start with prayer. Dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for... Uh, the book of James, and thank you for the scriptures that you give us to be able to know how to to relate to you, to know how to live our lives, and uh, to be encouraged. Uh, thank you for how you design your body. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, James 1, 1 through 18. And then Allison, if you don't mind uh, sharing with us that scripture reading. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything. If you, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Believers in humble circumstances ought to take pride in their high position, by the rich should take pride in their humiliation, since they will pass away like wildflower. For the sun rises with the scorching heat and withers the plant. Its blossom falls and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away even while they go about their business. 
Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test that the person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after desire has conceived, it, becomes, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. Don't be deceived by my dear brothers and sisters. Every good and perfect is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word, word of the truth, that we may be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Thank you, Allison. Okay, there's a lot there. There's a lot there in that scripture. Um, but I want to take us to focus on is take a look at uh, who, who these people are, what they know, what they should know, and what that means for their life and where they're at right now, um, particularly around the idea of the trials and at the end here being this first fruits. So what do we know? Where are these people? And then in, in, in the same way, kind of ask sometimes, where are you when this happens? So we, we, have, we have the kind of key words being thrown out here. that They're scattered. You know, they're not where they want to be necessarily. You know, something's, something's happened here. Um, maybe disorienting. There, there's trials going on. That uh, we also have that the, that, that sometimes they're being blown, blown around and they, and they may be struggling with, with doubt and kind of a double-minded idea. So, you know, basically, you know, is, is, is this what God wants of us, or is this not what God wants of us? And there's kind of a struggle going on. And we have this, this word thrown in about uh, being mature that happens, and perseverance and joy. So we, so we get this, this kind of concept of, of all right, here is, here is this unsettledness you know, happening uh, around, around these trials. But I was... I kind of noticed, um, we noticed in our study here, what also what they didn't say. You know, he, he's jumping right into talking about, about the trials. But where, so where are these people spiritually? Where are they sitting? It's kind of, it's unstated, but it's, it's assumed because of where he's taking, taking them next in regards to where they are in the trials. And so this is where, what the people already know. He didn't have to go back. James is not having to go back and talk about, you know, what the what God's plan is for salvation. They already know this. They they already know His plan. They understand things like in Ephesians, um, in Ephesians two four through nine. But because of His great love for us, God, who is in His rich mercy, made us alive as Christ. Even when we are dead in transgressions, it is by grace that you have been saved. 
you know, this is, this is, this is, they already got, they got a grasp. They already understand this. And we have that as well. You know, when we're coming up and, and looking, looking ahead, feeling that scattered, feeling that trials, it's often helpful to kind of look back and say, what do I know? You know, I know this of God already. I, I already know what God has in plan for my life. You know, we're, we're secured. We're secured with Jesus. And we already know that's been taken care of. Um, and in, even, even we've got to remember, like, in John where it tells us, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they should never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. And so on. So you don't see James talking about this piece. Because the people are already here. There are, this is what they have with them. They have this foundation they're carrying um, that they understand, they know. And I was thinking about it in my own life that often, okay, I do, th- I do that too. When I'm in a trial, I know, that's in, I already know my solidness. You know, I know my strong foundation. Um, now that there, there's a strength, you know, to stand on there. And so there's that calling out here of, it's not said, but that's where they're at, you know, standing on that firm foundation. So this is where the people are when they're receiving this message from James. They are secured in Jesus. They have a living faith. But what we find is they're really, he's really addressing kind of more of an everyday life situation. Okay, you're with, you know God. You're secured, you're living in faith, but you have this trial that you're going on. And so this is where James comes in and says, Consider it joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work, so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. So what's James' encouragement in these trials to them and to us? He calls us to pay attention to God's truth. Does he focus on the, what the actual trial is? No. Can we historically go back and find things? Probably. But he doesn't bring that up here. Um, does he look at maybe the unfairness going on that they may be experiencing? No. He cuts through it and brings you back to what is God's truth in this matter when you're, doing, when you're under trial. He says... But it comes back to, if you're in a relationship with me, which we are, and we know we have that foundation, then there's a maturity that's going to be always going on. There's a moving to this godly completeness that's going to come about, um, that comes with being with God. And so there's this, uh, with maturing, if we think back about, most of us are adults, as we grow up, we didn't think about necessarily where we were leading and looking forward. We were just growing up. You know, and as Christians, we end up growing up as well. You know, we end up being the star-eyed uh, girl to start with, but who's maturing in wisdom, maturing in adulthood, you know, as we grow uh, with, with Jesus. But we're doing that because we have God's power. You know, we have that transformational power that we that gave us our foundation that we're on. It's actually right there with us. 
You know, it's in there with us in this in this ability to persevere, to have that joy, to be able to take on that trial and to be able to mature. Because, of course, the, if, if we're maturing, then we must have some immaturity is there as well. So we have some kind of struggle going on there. But we're backed. We're backed by that this is from God. This is God's strength. It's the same power that provided us the foundation, that raised Jesus from the dead. It's working within us. And this is where we find James comes back and repeats later that what are we, what are we meaning to do when, when we're maturing and going through these trials? Well, be patient. Be patient, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord is coming near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you'll be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard Job's perseverance and have seen the Lord finally brought about. That Lord is full of compassion and mercy. And so we have this, this, this truth of God that's coming through our messiness of life in our trials that we're, we're, we're encountering and points us and moves us towards that, that godly direction, that godly step of maturity. Now, I was, I was listening to another commentary on James here, and particularly around this section, talking about the farmer. Are farmers just patiently sitting aside? Are they idle? No. They are working and working and working. They have, but they know it takes time, and they know there's seasons, and they do know what they need to do, and they keep on going. And that's kind of a call, you know, kind of that, that image comes out to us as well, you know, as we're facing our trials, as we're maturing, as as we're living our lives with with God. So what do I end up taking away from this? For me, when I was, well, okay, step back. So back to the preacher's conference. You know, I thought I was going in to, to help learn some things about, about preaching and have this experience. And then you find that it's a very personal event that takes place. And so I, I find even here, as I was getting prepping for this, that, all right, it requires me to, to look at what trials am I going through. And what is it providing for me? And what is it like maturity and, and struggling is doing? And so, to me, it comes out to be, all right, this being fueled by God, this fact that there's this empowering during this struggle and this maturing and growing is from him, that that's a very confident building. I can step forward. You know, I can, I can keep, keep going and keep persevering. I can work on change. I can work on maturing and moving towards where he wants me to be and where he wants me to go. So it's really, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it gives that, I guess I'm trying to figure out how to describe, well, how do you have joy when you're in that trial? It's because you know where you're going. You know, you know you're, as a, as a, 
as a child, you know you're going to become an adult. Or as a child of God, I know God's taken me to this, this, this completeness that he has formed for me. And he's taken me through. He's not waiting till the end of the world. He's actually working with me now, you know, in that process every day. And that brings great strength and uh, understanding of how we take on these trials for me. And then finally, there was a line there at the end of, uh, let's see, the, pa- the, the passage there in James 5. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. And I know as for those that are parents, you know that you can when you when you show the love and compassion and mercy with your own kids as they stumble and figure out how to how to deal with life uh, growing up, where it may just be you know the five-year-old wanting a certain toy to the teenager you know struggling with heartbreak. That when they, when you give that compassion and that mercy, it just it, it helps them bloom. And, the, and God is there doing that with us, that, that, that fullness of, of compassion and mercy, that, that he is bringing that across to us throughout our trials and as we grow. So I'm not sure if that was seven minutes, but it was, it was shorter on the shorter side. <laughs> so that's what I've taken away as I was reading these scriptures and, and saw through that passage.